0: One, um, patience is something that we can always be better at, no matter how good we are. There's no ceiling on patience. Even if we're tremendously patient, we can still probably be trying to do better. And I think meditation helps us with patience because it's a thing that I'm going to do, and it's it's, it's pretty boring, and I don't really want to do it, but I go do it, and I have to have patience to get through it. And I have to have patience to not look at this clock too many times, I do anyway though, but I have to have patience to try to be better at those things. So that's how meditation helps with our patience. And also because it kind of helps us to see things more clearly and have more more um, space, maybe less attachment to our desires, I hope. So I'm gonna talk about now, what really inspired me to think, start thinking about patience was my, my partner, Alicia, and I call her my partner because the older I get, the sillier the word girlfriend sounds. But my partner, Alicia, she said to me that she thinks I have a lot of patience. And I don't usually think of myself as a very patient person. And, but I started thinking about that, and I was like, why? Sometimes we have labels about ourselves, and other people tell us something different than we've always thought, and then we think, oh, is that true? So it got me to thinking, and I thought, well, really, there's different kinds of patience so what i have is i have a lot of patience for people and especially i have a lot of patience for kids so um, i used to be a trainer at my job and i'm not anymore but when people just didn't get what i was trying to teach them i could have a lot of patience and i could bring a lot of patience to that and also i have four kids and i i have a lot of patience i don't get i don't get too stressed out when they don't listen which is always so So in those areas, I have a lot of patience, but there's another kind of patience that I don't have a lot of, and that I think of that as a more situational kind of patience, and that is if I'm in a long line for a long time, if I'm stuck in traffic, if I'm waiting to get on an elevator, or on an elevator a long time. I really don't like elevators, but those sorts of things just really, can really bother me sometimes, and that definitely is also patience. Right? But that's not people, that's more situations. And I think my guess is a lot of people are the opposite of me, but I don't I don't know this to be true. But I think a lot of people have more patience for situations and less patience for people and for kids not listening. But I, I don't know. But I, there's one area where I feel like I'm really patient and then another one where I'm really not. I really can struggle and get stressed out at times. So that's and then I end up using the healing breath practice that I talked about because when I'm in a line and I think, why, why is this taking this long? I don't understand. Then I get stressed out and I need the healing breath. And it's kind of silly because why am I in a big hurry? No reason most of the time, right? Most of the time when I'm in patience, I have no reason to be in a hurry. And I think that's true for a lot of us. And so it's a situation where this word patience is a word we use to represent things that are similar, but not exactly the same. I think we have other words like that, like like, love, right? There's all these different kinds of love, but we use the same word. And patience, I think, is the same way. But I, li- I like to think of it as our ability to weather the storms of life without falling apart, which patience is usually little things. We usually think of little things when we think of patience, but it's our ability to get through things without getting upset, without getting stressed out, without falling apart or yelling at people. That's that's what we want to learn how to not do, is not yell at people, not fall apart. How we can go through the struggles of life and keep it together when things get difficult. And we can think of it in a broader way too. Patience is what Keeps me going if I have a terrible illness, or, and less important than that, patience is what keeps me going if I don't get a promotion at work that I really thought I was going to get. It's a kind of a broader way to look at it. Um, I like to think of it as our ability to accept life's varying events and remain composed when things are challenging. Impatience, the thing about impatience is it takes. All our attention it takes us out of what we're doing and it takes all our attention and when we feel impatient with a situation we are nothing but impatience and that can be really distracting too we want to learn how to not be distracted all the time so cultivating patience is really important and and like I said meditation helps with that because I like to compare meditation to flossing because it's kind of uncomfortable and I really know I should do it and I don't want to. So I, I compare it to flossing. So um, that's, that's it, that's kind of a short talk today. But does anybody have anything that they want to add or anything they want to ask about patience or about the practices we did tonight? And if not, that's okay. How
1: do you balance your with, especially with kids, like grandchildren, um, with your regimented view of how things should be?
0: Okay, so um, how do you balance patients with a regimented view of how things should be? So that is is very hard, right? We have to hold on loosely to our view of how things should be, and we have to constantly reflect, well, how important is this? So uh, one of my kids sits at the table and, He kind of sits in his chair like this and he's kind of slouching and he's eating and he's not eating over his bowl and he's really prone to make a mess and I have to think, okay, how important is this? How aggressively do I have to correct this because he is gonna make a mess, right? So I have have to think about that and I have to the goal is to try to correct the situation, but also not be so attached to my view that I'm upset. That's, that's the most important thing. So it's, um, it's sort of like when we say we want to forgive people, but at the same time we don't want to let them walk all over us. It's, it's, I sort of see it like that. So I want to deal with it and also try not to, to learn how to not get upset, but just to, just to deal with the situation in a way that's not emotional for me. Anybody else?
1: patients okay. and there are times when I'm working with a patient trying to make their next appointment and all of a sudden I'll just be like and I have to tell them I'm like I'm not mad at you I'm just taking a breath because I did have one person get really offended but a lot of the times they're like no I totally get it so it's like I'll take a big breath and let out a sigh because I know I'm like I understand this person's sick they can only control so much in their life, and they're gonna control what
0: they can. And so, you know, and so that's why sometimes we're just like. I have I have heard this before. People have said to me, "I didn't know that had a name," because <laughs> um, it's a very simple practice, but um, I think it's not well known enough. I know I was really surprised when I found it. I read in it, read about it in a book, and I was like, "Oh, that's that's really good," because it has really worked for me, it really helped. I think nothing brings you into the present moment like not breathing. So having that moment to not breathe, I think really, it, really helps put aside the shit and just. It
1: probably keeps me from having a lot of come to Jesus moments when I, mean, I days. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's good, I like that. Uh, you said like, reduce
1: your day.
0: practicing meditation, you know, like, it's like, reduces desire. And I've heard that from, like, you sort of fosters and like, mm-hmm. trying to discern, like, how much of that in my life is, I don't know, you know, which is good. i just curious what your perspective is. So, um, the truth is we're not going to get rid of our desires, right? We're human. Mm-hmm. But what we want to do is not have, uh, well, there's a few things. One, I, I don't want to be emotionally attached to my desires, so I don't want to get upset if I don't get what I want. And then two, I also don't want to run on autopilot to where I'm just indulging and I'm not even thinking about how I'm indulging. So like if I'm eating ice cream and then suddenly all the ice cream is gone. Oh, I gave in to all my temptations. And I have... Gosh, that's probably the thing I struggle with. Not ice cream. But indulging... (laughs) I indulge my desires a lot. And... Um, you know, so, so there's different things we're wrestling with in life. So some people wrestle with anger or um, getting obsessed with things. But what I wrestle with is indulging my, my, my wishes, right? I'm going to eat all the chips. And so, wow, well, those, those were both food related. But um, <laughs> I just, I want to do something, so I do it. And what I want is to learn how to not be on autopilot. So I have that moment where I think, well, Wait do I need to do this? Is this going to make me happy? Because sometimes we, of course, we indulge in our desires enough that it makes us unhappy. So eating too much and your stomach hurting or drinking too much and throwing up, those are good examples of that. But there are all sorts of ways we can indulge our desires enough that the experience is not what we want. right? So that's mainly what I think of, more so than the other. What I think of is I don't want to be on autopilot. I want to learn how to be just fully present and deciding if I'm going to have more of this or if I'm not, rather than just doing it and not thinking about it. We want to be as intentional as we can. And so the that... experience is
1: more enjoyable
0: if you're there. <laughs> well, right. Also, that's the other thing. If I'm not present, I'm not even... Why am I doing this? Because I'm not even enjoying the flavor. of eating ice cream really fast.
1: Or there's like impulse buying. Like if I have times where I know I've had a bad day, and I do what I call retail therapy. <laughs> <laughs> and then afterwards, like a day or two later, I'm happy that I have the item. But then I'm looking at my checking account, and I'm like, oh, It's gonna be <laughs> tight till payday now.
0: <laughs> I. I have this friend who threw away all his credit cards and he got rid of his checkbook so he has to physically go to the bank to spend money because he felt like he couldn't trust himself so he has to physically go to the bank, get money out, and then take it so that um, gives him that extra space to really think do I want this? Do I want it enough to go to the bank? I think things have gotten a little bit too convenient for us Take, a little bit too convenient.
1: I take, and um, for all of my bills, um, like for my rent, and for my gas, and for my savings for my vacations and my local conventions, I take that all out in cash and I divide it up so like, the tellers know I'm like, really particular about okay. how I want my bills. And I have a safe in my closet that I have envelopes in that say, trip to Atlanta, uh, local conventions, and I put my savings that I want there, and as far as my mind is concerned, that's gone, because it's not my checking account. So that helps.
0: That's good, yeah. Yeah, I've heard about a strategy where you take money and put it in envelopes, and that's that reminds me of that. So
1: It works really yeah. well, because you put it in that envelope, and you tuck it away in a lock spot, and in your mind, it's it's gone. It's not your checking account, so you can't spend it.
0: So if you have car trouble or something and you need money, do you dip into that or no?
1: Um, I had money um, saved in case I had car trouble, which really worked out because I ended up putting a lot of repairs in my own car. And my um, husband-to-be talked me into getting a credit card. I got it with a very low budget, with a very low um, maximum, it's only like $1,000 or something, but that's the emergency funds credit card it stays locked in that safe and if something <laughs> comes up that we need it for we sit down and we discuss is this emergent enough that we need to use the credit card.
0: It's really good. Wow. I have a question. Yeah. Meditation. Um
1: and before Katie and I came here, we were harvesting herbs <laughs> and we got bit by a million mosquitoes. So What is your strategy for you know when you're itchy and everything? Because I was and I Mm -hmm. I I was like I acknowledge that itch, but nothing (laughs) special. I gave it a scratch. I I think okay,
0: so I think what we need to do is the most important thing is try not to make a big deal out of it. So if I'm itching so much that it's dominating my thinking and I'm just thinking about scratching. Go ahead and scratch as fast as you can and then get back to just sitting. But that said, though, if you do that and you find yourself just scratching the whole time, well, that's not good either, so we have to find a balance so that we're not scratching all the time, but we're also not just thinking about scratching the whole time. I haven't meditated with bug bites before, but I have meditated with just just suddenly I sit down and suddenly I have a random itch. Well, shit. So... (laughs) So then that will come and go, right? Then I scratch that random itch, and then it's gone. And with bug bites, I don't know. You might have to itch again and again and again, right? How
1: is it? Because um, this is my first time ever doing anything like this. Ever. Um, well, outside of church, that's a little different. That's guided meditation. Guided um, meditation. When you said, you know, make yourself aware of your surroundings and everything, like... I was aware of my breathing, but I kept rotating through stuff. Like for a minute, I'd be like, "Okay, I can hear a refrigerator running. My feet are on the ground. The tile is cold. I can hear the cicadas screaming." Like I kept rotating through all the different things. Is that kind were, of, were
0: you here the whole time?
1: I was here the whole yeah. time, but I just was like rotating through. It's perfect. All the sounds and being aware of everything, and that's why if you saw my feet do this, that was me going. I, to the floor.
0: It's cold. <laughs> I, I think that's very good. The, the most important thing, the thing we most want to not do is think about what we're doing later. That's the thing. I
1: struggle with that because was I was stratoserizing one of my video games and I'm like, no, no, later, later. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, how else can I invite you? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, later. <laughs> Yeah, you were inviting everybody you
0: could talk to yesterday. Wow. Well, thank you. <laughs> okay, um, so I have a sign-in sheet for my email newsletter. If you want to sign it, uh, put you, give me your email address. And I have a donation fishbowl. If you want to put money in there, you can. But that said... I pay for this space, but I can afford it. So if you can't donate, then please don't donate. I don't want anybody to feel like they have to or they can't come. So um, that's it. Thank you for listening and have a good day.